Welcome, 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 everybody back to the greatest Western Hemisphere Rugby League podcast known to man. Um, I can't say it's the greatest international rugby league podcast because that's what Carbs calls his podcast. So we'll let the Don have his, you know, moment in the sunshine until we uh, over here in the Western Hemisphere take over, uh, which will be hopefully soon, maybe 10 years uh, until we can kind of compete with Australia, but we'll, 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 we'll play it by ear by now. Uh, my name is Dustin Zare. Thank you all for joining in, listening wherever you're at around the world. It's a pleasure to have you. You've been tuning in recently to our wonderful intimate session, 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 yeah, where we, well, I sit down with, you know, different people around the Western Hemisphere Rugby League. Got some big interviews coming up. I'll tell you about it at the end of the episode here. And then obviously you've heard some from the RLU. You've heard some from the guys at the Pacific Coast Rugby League. So, um, And then, of course, we had the Ospreys and Toronto Saints on the last time. So that was kind of exciting. But this regular version of the Rugby League in America podcast, the original Rugby League in America podcast, wouldn't be the podcast without uh, my, my, my right-hand man right now. He is the greatest thing to American rugby that we know of because his title on, on his social media is great American rugby. He covers everything rugby from Tampa to Tacoma from Bahaba down to Burbank. He is Lance Cavanaugh. What's going on? How you doing? Man, I, I give you an intro like that and you give me a, Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to be overhyped. You know what I mean? I just, it, we, we lean into a deep conversation. I want to make sure my mind right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's we're game good, time. Man. You gonna, know what I mean? It's game it's, time. It is. We're going to have a good conversation today. We got two great guests with us. But uh, but first, you know, Lance, how you been, man? Like, I, I feel like it's been a while since we've had kind of this OG version of the podcast. What's, uh, what's new with you? Every day is rugby. Every day is rugby league. I'm blessed to be able to talk to the greatest players in the world, American players, the great American players of rugby. <laughs> and um, it's, it's truly a blessing, man. I, I, I enjoy every moment that I get to talk to anybody, any age group, coaches, parents, and I'm just trying to build it up. And I want to show the world that America got something to offer. And it, 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 it really started with the conversations I had with you on Twitter. And now here we are. <laughs> here we are uh, coming up on a. Oh man, we're we're over a year since we've been on this. Since Mister uh, Mister Gladden has kind of uh, passed on the baton to myself and Jim, who was on last year. Now you kind of stepping in for him. Uh, I did talk to Jim. For all of you listening out there, wonder how Jim's doing. He's doing well, just busy with work and stuff. So busy with life. So you know, we'll we'll con- he'll continue to listen and you know give some random input to me on the side when he can. But what I want to do this episode. <clears throat> really stems from a couple conversations that have been going around on on Twitter, on Instagram recently, um, set off by one of our guests. Um, but I think it's going to be something that's really great. You know, Lance and I have talked about it. Is obviously the the state of of rugby league in 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 America, in the United States in particular, because you know we can look down at what's going on in Brazil, some really great stuff. We can look at what's going on in Canada right now with the RLBC, with the ORL, trying to grow the game out there. You know, there's a lot of people who are doing really great things. You know, I think one of the things we keep talking about is, and I think everybody talks about it, is the untapped potential of the United States when it comes to rugby. And when it comes to rugby as in the forms of union and sevens, but also as it pertains to us, is like, Rugby as it pertains to rugby league, because I think the opportunity is huge. I think there's a lot of things that we can do that's going to be, you know, impactful, 
not just, you know, now recording this podcast, but, you know, how do we make that impact for the next couple of years? And what can we do to help build it up? This will be kind of like a start of a series of, of different conversations that, that we're going to have here focused around, you know, building rugby league in the United States, going from how to work rugby league marketing, how to be effective marketing, you know, uh, folks in, in sports, you know, how to be effective business owners in sports, effective, you know, finances, how to recruit, things like that. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to work on. This will kind of be the first of this long series that we're going to run over the next couple of months. Um, so I hope you guys really enjoy listening to this. And I know Lance is going to be excited about this because Lance is, I think Lance is the marketing. He, he's a good marketing guy, especially for his great American rugby and what you've done. So um, I'm excited for that. So without further ado, oh, go ahead, Lance. Go ahead. Yes. No, I was just saying, you said I'm going to be excited. I'm trying to be chill. It's game time. You got to be laser focused right now. <laughs> we, we got some great guests. All right. I'm getting hyped now. You done did it. You done did it. I know. Yes, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. So both of our guests have a long history of both rugby and rugby league here in the United States. Uh, our first guest actually sparked the conversation uh, kind of in my mind, you know, a week or two ago, but we've actually been talking about it for a while. He is the founder, owner, player, coach, grand poobah of everything that is the South For Florida speed. He is Ryan Forston. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. So a, a, a couple of weeks ago, we, we had a conversation, kind of led to some other stuff. I'm excited to have you on. Um, and then I really want to kind of learn more about you. So give us a little bit about, you know, your background and, you know, how you got in with the speed, came up with the idea and then kind of, uh, you know, the excitement that, that you have coming into this next season. <clears throat> well, um, we grew up loving sports, um, just loving physical contact sports. Um, I was very quiet and reserved guy, so, you know, um, didn't like to cause trouble. So if I can take out any um, stresses, it, it will be through sports, um, especially football. Um, wrestling, when I got in high school, but football. Um, got into it. I got a uh, career-ending injury, or so I thought. Well, the career-ending injury was when I found rugby. But when, I, <laughs> when I, I I had shattered my shoulder my senior year in high school and that was my coming out year, um, um, I couldn't play for a while. You know, um, it was it was kind of a and even when I got healthy, <clears throat> excuse me, even when I got healthy, it was kind of taking a, another helmet to the shoulder. I was always weary of right. Um, but you know, I'm on Georgia Southern in the Fields and just looking for club to join, stay active. We got to stay active. You know, injury can't hold me back. And I see my boy, Sean Gray. He played high school football with me. Um, and he was out there doing his thing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to come out and try it. You know, I, everybody played backyard football in America growing up, uh, about 90% oh, yeah. of us. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I can reserve, I can resort to that. Um, never look back, you know, um, and I've always, you know, if I didn't play a professional sport, I've always wanted to be in sports business. Um, yeah. I always wanted to find my thing. What am I going to do? I didn't want to just have a regular nine to five or just a regular job. What am I going to do? What am I, what is going to be my big project? You know, I started thinking, you know, doing a little research on youth sports. Um, Notice is a trillion dollar industry. Um, you have Disney who has a sports complex uh, in Orlando. Um, 
IMG. They have in Brandington the IMG Academy. You have the Orange Bowl, who has been investing back in South Florida communities and upgrading parks. You have Nike, who dropped um, a $2 million donation on Nathaniel Trash Powell. And that's owned by the public school systems in Miami. Um, just renovated the place. And so everybody's putting all this money in sports. And it's the reason why, you know. And then I seen that rugby. At, at the time, when I was thinking about all this, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Pro Rugby, the union. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah. So that's when I was thinking about all this. I was like, oh, this is really untapped. You know, maybe I could start off with the youth and, you know, get into it. And I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, my community will be perfect where I'm from. You know, I was raised in Atlanta, but I'm born in Miami. But, you know, you you hear more more about Florida than Atlanta, Georgia um, from me. But um just thought yeah. about it. You know, I was like, I need to bring this back to the community. Um, it's a, an abundance of talent that doesn't make it through the pipeline. There are people I know not in the NFL that can compete with NFL players. Matter of fact, um, if you, if you, I don't know if you know about Goldfee Global, but if you pull up to one of their practices, you have high schoolers competing with professional football players. But that's the mm-hmm. whole that's how talented, you know, a lot of our guys are down here. You know what I mean? You can yeah. you can play a pickup game of seven on seven, and you 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 may see small difference in the skill level because we, we love to compete. You know, yeah. So let's bring rugby down here. Um, started off with Union, um, but then you know I found out about these other teams. Uh, I was Jacksonville Axeman, Tampa Mayhem. Um, Central Florida Warriors when they were when they Ooh, were doing that. Yeah, that's old school. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when I, I say all it's these old school. It's not that it's not that old school, but it's I mean it's been a couple years. So. <laughs> you know, so that I just wanted to tell you that just to let you know the time frame when I, all, all these yeah. ideas were occurring. Um, um, I didn't. It wasn't until you know I started working at the docks where I was able to get a little money to get some things going. You know, and invest back into my ideas and. Mm-hmm. So at first, we started with sevens, came out there. Um, oh, let me go back a little bit more. Um, <laughs> rugby with the Miami Tridents uh, down here. And I, I'm going to keep Yeah, we're keeping it honest, right? Playing rugby with the Miami Tridents, had all these ideas. Hey, man, let's put a youth. Let's put um, youth sports in our community. You know, they're smack dad in Liberty City. And if you know anything about Miami, Liberty City is what we like to call the trenches. But it's also incubated a lot of great players. Chad mm-hmm. Johnson, Devontae Freeman. Um, we can go down. We can name a bunch of NFL names. players. Like, names. <laughs> Big names. Big names. It, it's, it's ridiculous how many names that have traveled through the park. Matter of fact, the Miami Trinans were playing at um, Uncle Luke's Park, um, Hadley Park, Charles Hadley Park. That's where they practice at. But hmm. and and through that program, through the Liberty City Warriors, I don't know if you go watch the HBO series on them. Through that program, so many people came up. I'm so I'm saying to me, it was like you didn't you don't want to give back to my community, right? Yeah. And the talent is there for sure. The talent was there. 
um, we you have the resources to do so, the connections to do so. Just the, the admin is very strong, very connected. I would say that very well structured team. That's why I can't never take that away from the Tridents. But you didn't want to invest back into my community, so that's what started to really like. Hey, you're gonna need to separate yourself and yeah. do this on your own. But I, I wasn't the only one thinking like that. Um, I, my guy, um, Alex Williams, um, Turks and Caicos rugby player, uh, he was in Miami for a little bit. Um, wanted to change the scenery, and he was playing rugby mm-hmm. over here. We was always throwing ideas back and say, yeah, one day, you know, after practice, after Trident's practice, you know, we'll talk about all our problems with the team, you know, things we noticed. We always kept going back and forth, like, one day we're going to do our own thing. One day we're going to do our own thing. And, um, you know, not too not too far past that, not too long into those conversations, <laughs> uh, Tyree Allen jumped on the scene, wanted to try some rugby. And... And I'm, I'm telling you these guys, because these, I'm going to tell you the truth. These are the three, let's say four founding fathers of SoFlo. So the four founding fathers. Nice. So. Are all of them still inv- involved in some capacity right now? Some capacity. You know what I'm saying? Alex went back to Turks and Caicos yeah. to try to revive things with Turks and Caicos rugby. Um, gotcha. Tyree's off in Kansas right now. He's doing his thing, expanding on the gold fee global um, empire. Um okay. And the so a lot of a lot of credit comes to Tyree as well. He was there from the incubation, um, the incubation of the, the team. You know, he he brought a he brought the marketing power. You know, his name, his brand name, plus the skills mm-hmm. that this man <laughs> had has that he can display on the field. I, was, oh I love you. Said, yeah. You you, oh you corrected and said we went from had to has like so I remember. <laughs> yeah, I had to correct myself, and he probably correct me if he yeah. sees this interview. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> dangerous, dangerous, dangerous man on ridiculous. the field. Ridiculous, ridiculous, right. So Lance knows. By, by the way, for those of you listening, Lance also played with South Florida Speed. What was it? Three, two, three years ago. Two first years season. ago. I, first first season. season. Yeah. First, first 15. Yeah. First 15, first rugby league. Third, yep. fourth, second season, something like first that. Beach, yeah. First beach five. So, yeah, he oh, just missed the first five. seven. Yeah. He wasn't too far behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then we also have um, Diesel. I want to give praise to Diesel. Dietrich. Um, Dietrich. <laughs> Dietrich Becker, a.k.a. Diesel. Got to get praise of Diesel. You, if you know who Diesel is, and you see how he puts the team on his back during the game, you know when I say behind scenes, he puts the team on his back as well. And not, you know, mm-hmm. not, you don't need to be too much in the admin aspect, but when when it, when it comes down to nitty gritty, when I say, "Hey, Diesel, I need you," Diesel Diesel will be there. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. I don't ask, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes he may surprise you. But he was somebody, you know, when you're looking for the original guys, you go, you go, when you're looking for your foundation, <clears throat> you look for where you're playing at, you know, the sport you're playing yeah. in, see who's interested. And I look for people at work. I recruited somebody so else, um, you know, RIP Fluka. But 
Fluker recruited Diesel, and Diesel was the one that ended up staying out, you know, coming out. Yeah. He, so those are the first four guys say, hey, we got some, we got something we can do right here. All we need is a few more guys. We play sevens, and then we expanded yeah. on, we expanded on that, you know, to get a seventeen. And so that brought you kind of like into, you know, following sevens a couple of years. And I so say, you, like you said, you had beach flies and that's how you kind of brought into the whole rugby league aspect and kind of getting involved, you know, basically you guys have played literally every different type of, of organized rugby that there is at this particular point in time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, just yeah, about rugby right. Fives. You remember about three years ago when they did that? I still want to try that. Was that rugby Rugby fives when they all the nations competing is like right before COVID. I don't remember that. I remember tens, but I don't rugby remember fives. X. It's rugby X. Oh, it rugby X. for one year. It's a oh, yeah, I remember that. Thing. Yeah. It was inside. Yeah. So I like that. Well, cool. I, I, so, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to you, Ryan, because, because I do got some more questions about this and I think you're going to have some good insight on us here, but I need to bring in the other gentleman, uh, who, who's going to talk, who we're going to talk about, uh, this topic of uh, growing rugby league in the United States, just as you've, as you've kind of, built from the ground up, you know, South Florida speed. Uh, he's also been a part of building up teams um, from the, from the Florida area as well. He is the CEO of the Tampa mayhem, the head coach of the Tampa mischief women's team. Um, and uh, f- I guess, former director of high performance for the USARL. Uh, it's Mr. Billy Nelson. How's it going, Billy? <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? It, it's, I think the funny thing is, is like you three have been, closely involved with one another you know lance and and ryan and billy you guys have all been together down there in florida helping grow rugby league but billy like you're directly involved right now with everything kind of with the reform process with the usarl which we won't talk much about this one because that's (laughs) that's like three podcast episodes uh i've got a lot to say on that one uh which you know i do um, but I want I, I want to I want to just kind of quickly get your background. You know what you've been doing with rugby league, and you know, obviously where you're at now, and then and then we're going to jump right into you know uh, the the topic of the day. How's that sound? Works for me. Um, so yeah, with rugby league, uh, I moved to Daytona Beach in like 2008 um, and was playing sevens. Uh, we were at we we made a couple good runs there with uh, with. Um, sevens but um a couple of the guys that i knew that played union in here in daytona were uh, doing league over the summers so uh, i kind of dabbled in it a little bit but um i was still still sticking with sevens and then uh, i moved to tampa like 2011 and uh spinner and drew um, with the owners of the axman at the time were interested in um expanding uh trying to get uh, tampa involved because they had a minor league competition so it was like Daytona Beach Gearheads, Orlando Adrenaline. Uh, I think we were the Tampa Scorpions. Uh, I think that's what it was. Minor and league. Was minor, it? Like a minor league. Um, they referred to it as minor league, but it was rugby league. Oh, really? So it was, a, it was like a four-team, um, like they called it the minor league competition. Interesting. Uh, so it was, I think, for a way for them to see if uh, what markets were viable to actually sustain the team. Hmm. Um, so within Tampa, Orlando, Daytona and then the Jacksonville, I think they were the hatchets. Um, that happened for about a year or two. And then uh, that's when uh, they decided to uh, start up the Rhinos, the Mayhem and the Central Florida Warriors. Um, so I was a player and helped with operations my first year. 
And then the second year, I think that was like 2015 or 2016, um, uh, they had they asked if I was interested in, you know, um, taking over full control of the team. I uh, got a couple partners and uh, said, sure, let's do it. My shoulder had exploded and I wasn't <laughs> able to really play rugby league anymore. So I was needed something to, to fill the time and the void. So uh, got old like the rest it. of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I've been, been doing that, um, uh, since. Nice. Well, that is, uh, obviously if you're listening, that's, that's three gentlemen on the podcast right now with lots of experience. And I think they're, uh, more than qualified to answer, um, these topics of conversation that I'm about to throw out here. So we talk about, you know, uh, on, let's see, what was it last week or so? when Ryan and South Florida Speed uh, posted on on Twitter, I think it was, how do we grow the game? How do we how do we look at rugby league in the United States and how do we grow it effectively? Right. Lance, I'm gonna come to you with my first question. You know, tell me, give me your opinion on the state of rugby league in the United States as it stands right now. Just at a high is- level. We'll, and then we'll we'll build on this. It's a dog eat dog world. That's that's <laughs> one of the best ways I can put it. Um, I, as coming coming into rugby league, trying to learn as much as I can, get a lay of the landscape. I I learned all the history from America from the 1800s to today, and you know somewhere in the 1980s it just became, you know, if I'm not the king of the hill, nobody can be the king of the hill. And every time we have a really good rugby league organization, something happens to pull us all back down to the to the to ground zero. We pretty much go back to the Stone Age every four years because a new organization fights, destroys what another one has, and then tries to build up again. Come to find out, we had a rugby league um, organization that had teams all over the U.S. Like they was flying out and doing a you know it was it was like. What we want it is what we're trying to build for now. And for some reason, we don't have it. The state of rugby league is wanting, but there's hope. There is hope. There's hope. It starts with conversations like we're having right now. Mainly, it starts with organizations in the West Coast and here in Florida and in the Northeast to really come together and find a common ground, which makes us will make what we all want. To be able to not get beat sixty three to zip by Australia in the, in, the, in a World Cup, that's what we want. We want to be able to compete with the best in the world. We, we at least want to put up four. We at least want to put up four. <laughs> Somebody sneak one in. Like, give us a pity try and let us just enjoy. You know, but the state of rugby league is wanting, but there's hope. Right, as I said. Right. So, so if, if we go back, you know, in, since two thousand and thirteen, uh, World Cup, we've kind of gone downhill, right? So we big success, but obviously. You know, players coming, you know, um, you know, heritage players from all over the world playing for the U.S. net. But obviously, you know, as I think, Ryan, you said it perfectly, the amount of talent just in Florida alone. Like, you know, if you talk about football talent to start off with Florida alone, Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, like those states always have perennial like, you know, Georgia, always great talent. Just in Florida alone, the amount of talent that exists in Miami, in South Florida you guys have the ability to put together teams and get involved with people so that you can bring them into the sport so that they could be, you know, the next, you know, 
Mike Acevo or any of the great NRL players that are over there right now. I say Mike because I like Mike Acevo. I think he's crazy. Um, but, you know, whoever whoever is your favorite NRL player or Super League player or whoever it may be, um, that talent exists and could exist in the United States if we continue to work on it. So, Ryan, I'm going to come to you first. I want to know what is one of your, we'll call it top three, or what is your one thing right now that you think that we can do in the United States that's going to help grow the game effectively? By, <clears throat> by what we have right now, the product that is, invest in making, not just making content, Invest in flooding the internet with rugby league, American rugby league content. Just bottom line, and I can it's, it's yeah. the fact in the pudding, the proof is in the pudding. I apologize. I can go to let's take um for instance um it's a show. Matter of fact, it's two two young guys started filming. They go, they go by the ETM brothers. Their mm-hmm. company's called Beyond Reality. Well, the older brother will film the younger brother playing youth football starting in seventh or eighth grade. Right. Just kept putting out content, kept putting out content. You know, what they'll do, they'll go through game day prep. Then they'll go through, you know, the game. And then they'll go through how they feel about the game. Just put it on YouTube. And then he did this all the way to his brother's senior year. I think his brother was a three star, but what happened was, is that like his brother brought with him not only kept his grades good, right, was a decent player, right, but he was able to get. He was, you could have sworn he was a Rose Scholar by all these scholarships he was getting because of the market value that he brought with him, right. His flooding out all this content got all the youth looking, all the colleges looking, just everyone looking at youth sports. I mean, youth football in Florida. I think they're the reason, as well as Uncle Luke's HBO series, Liberty City Warriors, they focus a lot of content on youth football, which did one thing, you know, let you know how football down here in South Florida is, as -hmm. well as the talent, you know what I'm saying, our events, how the passion, you know, yeah, how big our events are. And he just um it was he was able to pull I think his his following bases of what forty thousand by the by the time he left high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. We go to OT OT sevens, which is seven oh seven competitions. So look at what they're doing in seven oh seven. Battle, the company yeah. battle. All the content that they're producing right now and marketing seven oh seven is the reason why seven oh seven football has taken off the way it has. Um, just cameras everywhere from um, personal videographers or from the events cameras. It's, it's a camera everywhere. And what they do, they allow these kids to have fun. When you, in OT7s, when they jump, when they, when they score a touchdown in the end zone, they have a foam pit in the end zone for the kids to jump in. And they're right there filming these <laughs> kids, Right? They're marketing seven-on-seven seven football to the point yep. where they have, you know, per- that was, don't they have professional men's leagues now for seven on seven football? Yeah, AF, AFL sevens. Is is getting American crazy. football right. football league sevens? I think is a, as actual the, the Twitter handle for them. So right. it's something and, like that. 
when, and these kids are able to market themselves, right? right. Especially with the NIL deals coming to uh, coming to play, they're able to market themselves, go uh, market themselves, able to go out and get these NIL deals, able to go out and get these scholarships. Not only bring in the college um, a player, but bring in the college a new way to market themselves, the college or university. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Billy, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Obviously, oh, sorry, Ryan. I, I apologize. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. Bro. So, obviously, content content is huge. Lance, you know this. You you are you great American rugby. You are content all the time. You're you're you thousands of stories a week. You know, is the amount of what you're pushing out there because you know, Ryan, you're right. Content sells. Billy, you know, from your standpoint, you know, you're looking at it from you know from a board member from the USARL, but also from the Mayhem standpoint. How important is content to you? And, and getting, getting stuff out there for people. It's it's massive and it's a huge, it's a huge undertaking to do. Um, I mean, most professional organizations have teams of people to do it. You know, everybody at our level is grassroots. So we've got one, two, maybe three that are all kind of helping out part-time. But yeah, with Twitter content, Instagram content, Facebook content, YouTube numbers, um, it's a huge undertaking because it drives a lot of sponsor dollars as well. You can say I have, you know, X, Y, and Z numbers on this, this, and this. And they say, oh, okay, well, yeah, this this looks good. Or if I only have, you know, 100 YouTube subscribers, and they're like, well, you know, that's, that's not really what we're interested in. Right. Because uh, they want exposure as well. So if they've got their logo or their company name tagged on your content and you've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of eyeballs seeing it, that's just free, free exposure for them. And that's what, you know, that's what they want. So yeah, for us, it's 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 always um, you know we begin in the, in the beginning of the year, uh, usually you know six to eight weeks before the season starts, we'll map out a calendar of okay, this needs to be posted here, this needs to be posted here, just to keep eyeballs turning on the page on the website, all that type of stuff. It's a big, uh, it's definitely a huge component of things. Yeah, Lance, from 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 your standpoint, as somebody who is, is a big content producer, what kind of advice would you give to, you know, some of these teams that are out there who, you know, obviously, you know, is it something where everybody on the team's got to be buying in? And you know, I I know the I know my answer to this, and I'll wait to 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 express it. But you know, what's your kind of approach on how these rugby league teams around the United States can produce content themselves and also promote themselves. Well, to be honest, it doesn't really take too much, but it's funny that you say that because literally less than 24 hours ago, the brother that's on this call on this, on this podcast right now, Ryan says to a group of players, y'all got to get on it too. If we post something, you guys got to reshare it. everybody. It's like, it, you know, the more hands you got working on something, the, the better it, it turns out. Right. You want to go, <clears throat> you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you got to go together. Everybody on the team, if they have a social media presence has to, has to be a part of what the social media is doing for the team. And it doesn't take much. I do 98.6% of all, you know, that's not a specific number, but funny, <laughs> but I do a large number of all the content off an of iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not as if I need, so, you know, miraculous devices. iPhone, free app to do the video editing. And I, I, I pray to the rugby guys that the world love it when I post it. <laughs> and if they don't, they don't. I move on and post something else. But it doesn't really take anything other than a little bit of cooperation. 
Billy saying that he has a schedule. This needs to be put out then. This needs to put out there. That is huge because the number one rule of content creating is consistency. That is the one thing that you have to be able to embody. Even if the content is terrible, it sucks. (laughs) As long as you continue to put it out, eventually you'll get better because we're human beings. You get better at something the more you do it. Listen, I I sucked at one point. Hey, hey, listen, you giving me kudos for content creating. It was one point I was pressing post. I was pressing post on on something I was putting up. And as I was hitting, I was like, man, this isn't as great as I would like it to be. But nowadays, I never say that because I know, you know, I've worked my way through it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Consistency, everybody working together. And, you know, we're, we're athletes. You got to fake it till you make it anyway. Sometimes you might not feel good on, on the game day, but you still got to hit somebody. You still got to carry the ball. And it's the same thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'll give I'll give my thoughts real quick. So for those of you that don't know, so I own a marketing company and I, I do social media posts. I do. I, I work with companies on this. I, I've also worked with professional rugby teams on this as well. There are things that, and, and I think Ryan, you know, if, if this is something that Lance says is true and you're saying, guys, you all have to get on this. This is, this is one of those things where if a team posts and this is, sorry, I, I worked with Austin's MLR team back, back when they existed. Um, basically the team would post and everybody on that team was obligated and this isn't a contract, but still, it should be part of it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be obligated. Everybody needs to share, right? Because the teams, so if you're talking about content and the content creation, which is important, but it's actually the way that you share. And this kind of goes you know, with Lance and his sharing on content and what he does. You, you have a certain number of followers on each platform, but your followers have other followers. When you talk about retweets or reposts or shares or anything like that, you, you talk about a sphere. So if you're listening to this and you want to know how to grow your social media, get your players, your teammates, your managers, your fans to reshare and repost everything because it's not just the the regular content that's out, that's going out there that you're post that your team's posting, but it's the organic search and it's the organic kind of expansion of your information. That's it, it, there's different layers, right? So so if if South Florida Speed posts something and then Ryan shares it and then Lance shares it, everybody on the team shares it, you've gone from the followers of that one team, just that one that one channel to everybody else that surrounds it, right? Like I don't know, Ryan, you may have more followers for your personal account than you than South Florida does. I don't know for sure. But if you do, that's great. Or if Lance shares it on Great American Rugby, like those are things that you can do as a team to help grow the game, right? Take the content that Ryan was talking about and expand it out exponentially. All right. So that's, that's one thing, right? So that's content, right? I, I, I think it's content's important. There's some t- stuff tied to content that we can talk about. You know, you talked about filming, right? Streaming. Uh, we can, we, we've preached it till the cows come home and I will continue to preach it forever and ever and ever. There are no eyes on American Rugby League or there are minimal amount of eyes on American Rugby League. Like, make sure that if you're out there, like, there's you have to have a little bit of investment. You know, you can work with a a sponsor of sorts and say, "Hey, we need your help. Help us spend, you know, a thousand dollars and get us a, a camera and some sort of setup where we can just one camera right in the middle of the field that's up on a post that you can just turn left and right and zoom in and zoom out and help somebody, you know, train somebody who's a fan to to be a part of it." You can then sell them the broadcast rights. Hey, you have all the rights to every South Florida game or you have every rights to every Tampa Mayhem game. It's an easy thing to do to help both 
gain exposure, but also build that content that you need. Like Ryan, you said it right. And I think content is just content is king, man. Like that's in marketing, content is king. The more content you have, the the more successful you're going to be. It's just being on that schedule to put it out. <laughs> Y'all can't you can't see Ryan's face right now, but I can see he's like, yes. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, it starts with the simplest thing: put out a team roster every Wednesday, Thursday. Right. Mm. Ha- have one of the players just talk about the game, win, lose or draw. This is the beautiful thing about people, human beings. Even if you're sitting in front of a camera talking about how you just lost by 30 points, there's somebody there who can empathize with you. There's somebody there who understand how you feel. And then there's somebody who's rooting for you. So next time they see your post a week later, they might stop in and say, I wonder if they fixed it. I wonder if they got it right. Or they might just pull up just to hate on you. But either way, (laughs) someone's giving you eyes to pay attention to what you're doing, right? Like the littlest things can make the biggest difference. Who would have thought just putting out a roster every Wednesday could do something so big for a team? But if you do it. Yeah. Right? I love that. Look at us. Go, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So, so here, here's here's one of those things. So I'm gonna go back to the roster for everybody listening around the world. If you've got a uh, you know a, a team and you need graphics done, reach out to me. Like I I do it for I've, I've built graphics for a while. I'm happy to share, happy to share my skills, and I'll create a template for you guys for each one of your teams for a roster post. And so you can't can say like, oh, we don't have anybody to do anything for us. Reach out. I am happy to be that person. You know, if, if Great American Rugby has their own rugby, their rugby team coming out, I'll make a post for Great American Rugby and say, hey, you just put your players' names here, put it in Photoshop or something else that you can easily edit. You throw it in there and every week you've already got it made and ready to go. That's, that, that, that's my offer. Free offer for everybody. You only get one. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to build those. But, <laughs> but anyway, so, there, so there's one. All right. Billy, I'm going to come to you next. Billy, growing... American U.S. Rugby League, what is one thing that you think right now is key for us to, to make it bigger than what it is? We can't say it's big now because it's, it's not. No. But, but, but uh, how do we I start think, building it out more? I think having large annual events that people know are going to happen and reoccurring. So, um, you know, it used to be we knew the North-South game was going to happen every year. Obviously, the grand final every year. Um, from the national team perspective, we should have a home game uh, in the U.S., whether it's East Coast, West Coast, wherever. There should be a game every single year on the same weekend so that everybody knows, hey, this upcoming date in September, we know we're getting a Hawks game. Or this upcoming date in October, we know we're getting North or South. Or you know, just trying to manufacture and, and make a spectacle out of the event to draw people in. I think is is something that is lacking a lot. So you're saying kind of like consistency with matches? Or, or you um, said, well, yeah, because consistency with matches, definitely. But sorry, I think, no, that wasn't meant to be like a. I wasn't trying. No, 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 <laughs> no, no I meant like having, um, you know, something having like everything. The Super Bowl is this huge, giant, you know, event. Not comparing. Obviously, we're not even the same, you know, realm as that. But I'm saying an event where. You can sell it to sponsors. You can sell it, you know, to, to people. People will travel in for it. Something to, to make a big event and make a, make a spectacle out of it. You know, this event only happens once a year and it's happening here. It's, you know, whatever team against whatever team. But, you know, it, it's something that could be um, marketed well. And, uh, you know, then players get behind it. Uh, 
uh, fans get behind it and then you know things roll in from there yeah okay how do you how do you feel ryan i'm gonna come to you on that one what do you think what are some things that you can that, that you guys think that uh, like down in south florida is there something that you do on a regular basis or might try to do on a regular basis for that, that consistency of getting kind of group organization besides like actually having practice and things like that um make sure that everyone's involved with some some sort of rugby somehow um whether it, whether it be rugby league, rugby union, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're building a community of rugby, period, you know, from South Florida mm-hmm. perspective. And rugby union and rugby league, um, no Cold War, right? Yeah. But so um, i like to keep guys involved with touch, even if we're inactive. Um, I want guys um, to watch it. I talk about it. Uh, you, you ask my coworkers, I, I bug the shit out of them by talking about this. <laughs> Talk about come over and watch some rugby with me. Come on, come on. You start dragging them into your house. (laughs) We talk about business or we talk about rugby. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Um, Or just, um, I'm always talking to a random athletic looking person. Hey, teach them about, tell them about. I'll, I'll interrupt a conversation with you. You already know about rugby. Hold on. Somebody doesn't know about rugby over there. Let me go talk to him. You know, it looks yeah. like he can play. I'm just always, you know, I'm always thinking about it. I'm, I'm very obsessed with it. So it's just keeping it, keeping it in the air. Um, you know. All right, Lance. I'm, what I'm going to come to you with this one. So you know, obviously, you go to a lot of events. You're you're all, you're all over the place. You're you're at the Tropical Sevens. You're up doing other events. What are What's something that you think that can be done from a consistency with events and having this an annual type of uh, gathering of rugby league fans that can be done that, that you think would help promote the game? Well, you don't even have to go annual, to be honest. If you just show up to a place once a month, once every other week, once a week, the cons- I guess consistency is back to it. But to be honest, the the, the scale of what rugby league can become in the United States is so monumental that you look forward to those things that happen yearly. Naples nines is right around the corner. Oh, baby. it seems like every year is just every year is just going to get bigger. I remember it was Tampa nines. There was no Naples nines. It was Tampa nines. Right. Then it became yeah. Naples, right? <laughs> Naples has a second year, beautiful environment, right? Um, Paradise coast, baby. Par- oh my goodness. Pleasure coast. Or, or the Shout pleasure, pleasure coast, coast. <laughs> right? Yeah, so great. If Jim's listening, it's the pleasure, pleasure coast, where the coastal it, cougars might be. <laughs> and think about every year the the kind of teams that are going to start coming there. I think yeah. I think if that thing goes on for for ten fifteen years, before long we're going to have a U twenty three section of it, or the women's competition is going to be bigger or, or bigger than the men's competition. Like it is, it, it's so much scale that can happen with rugby league that you just need to have something happen once a right. year. I, I do think that the uh, USARL grand final should be bigger. It should be, you know, and as the league grows and progresses, it will get bigger. The North, the North South game should be huge. It should but, be but, huge, but all but, these but Lance, wishes are. Have you, are you not paying attention to the news of the week? Oh, you you missed the news of the week. The the rumors uh, that are that are going around are potential East Coast West Coast PCRL versus USARL. This is we're we're going we're going coastal, baby. 
that's not that's that rumor been hanging around for two years i've been hearing that forever right well well now now with the fact with the pcrl which is a part of the usarl you know the winner of the pcrl between you know barracudas and the mongrel and dead pelicans and stuff and whispers of a new team joining Ooh, stay tuned for that um yeah i know right I love throwing those little those little winks in there every now and then, but you know, but, but rumors rumors of that kind of brings on more opportunity to expand out. So now you have you know it's not just north south on just the east coast; it's east coast west coast bringing some the best talent, the best teams. The you know the winner of the south you know plays the winner of the you know the west, the east versus west. Now you know can we expand on that? I think so. I think there's definitely opportunities there. So you're right. You're like, definitely taking it on so consistency with you know things like the naples nines that's great that the copperheads are doing that that's a gorgeous location um super excited like i've talked with the barracudas and they have every intention they're saying that they are going to be at naples nines this year and that is exciting because now you have west coast teams coming to florida to play because they're going to go you know what we got these florida guys and they're you know y'all going to play some nines that's man you know jamaica's got a side in Jamaica's got a sign, you know, that was it exiles or uh, yep, Jamaica yep. exit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, former USARL exiles that won it last year and stuff. So like who else is going to join? Like, I don't know. Will the Saints send somebody down from Toronto? Maybe. Uh, I, I know, I know Ryan has been uh, talking to Toronto Saints about playing a match between those two. So uh, Saints, man, come on guys. They're two and oh versus the U S this in, in a year so far. So we got to We got to put somebody up and put them down. Sorry, Toronto. Like I, I backed you against Cleveland, but and and you and you won, which is true. But still, I need I need an American team to beat y'all. Um, okay, so there's so we get consistency with events. That's 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 a great thing to have. Simple, Lan- simple, but simple. effective. Simple but effective. Lance, um, I'm going to come to you with what? What do you think? What's your big thing right now? On you know how do we grow the game here a little bit more? I I would f- I feel like. If I say this, it's clearly not my thing. I think it's consensus across the board. We got to start them younger. Oh, we can thank somehow you. my number get, one. Get some, right, that's everybody's number one. I don't think this is like I'm not dropping any gems. I'm not wink, you know, dropping any you know wink news, breaking news like you do. But <laughs> at some point, at some point, eight year olds got to hold a rugby ball and play rugby league. At some point, if we ha- if we want any shot. And, you know, let's not even say Australia. Papua New Guinea are going to beat us to death if we don't get. Like, I can just get the name in any country that plays rugby league on a consistent basis. We're never going to be able to match them until we get eight-year-olds, six-year-olds playing this game. And as soon as we get rugby league in schools, opposite of football, because those games are similar, similar kind of. That That is the, yeah. Got to get the youngins. Yeah. Okay. Really, I'm coming to you on that one. What's 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 the youth? What do we do? You're you're a US Aero board member. What's what's I, the plan? <laughs> I think we need to. What's the, the old saying? You got to clean your room before you clean your house. So I think get, in order clean that to room. Get, <laughs> I think in order to get like the youth going and the women going really strong, we've got to get the uh, the men's comp sorted, which. Um, like you guys mentioned earlier, there's there's a lot of hope um, going through this IRL reform um, has been a huge, huge boost in, in, in positivity. Um, so I think once that kind of sorts itself, which it you know will within this calendar year, I think, then 
moving forward, the future looks very positive and bright because now there'll be, you know, processes and directors in place to, to manage and oversee and develop and grow, you know, the, the youth aspect of things, the women's aspect of things, the wheelchair aspect of things. Oh, um, yeah. I think once Can't forget that, wheelchair rugby, by the way, I'm, yeah. that's, yeah. I love, man, that's a, that sport. Loved it was, yeah, that was awesome. Um, what they did this year. So I think with, with <laughs> that, once the, everything is in place and I think the, you know, the, the future looks very promising for all that to happen. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you've been, you've been itching, man. I, I've been, you've, you've been ready. You've been ready to explode on talking about youth rugby and youth rugby league. What, what, what do you got for me, man? What it, t- tell me about what it means to South Florida, South Florida speed, um, your, your, your neighborhood, what's it mean to you to try to develop a youth rugby program down there? And, and are you close to doing so? Well, let's, uh, <laughs> it's very important down here. We, yeah. we start football at four years old. We, we get a man early. Um, and I know, uh, Lance can vouch, um, the feeling they gave him when we had a few young boys, um, prior to COVID, you know, it's just, just to see them, I would have like twice a week, once a week, but just to see their growth in the two months we had them right before COVID, you know, it was very rewarding on the inside and, you know, community service, um, giving back oh, is sure. the highest reward, you know, provides the highest reward, right? Um, I'm very big on changing the narrative of my community. I'm very big on changing the economy of my community. And it starts with the youth. It starts with, um, you know, educating them the proper way, right? Um, so um, took some necessary steps. And in my findings, I think the best way to do it is finding your local, what I say, community athletic director. Uh, let's, let me say it like this. Um, spoke to Ms. Latoya Williams. Uh, Latoya Williams is the director of the Greater Miami Athletic Conference. And okay. um, she taught my uncle at Miami Northwestern. Um, my uncle's one of our favorite students, maybe because he went to the NFL, who knows. But, you know, <laughs> she called her. You know, I say, hey, my name's Ryan Forsen. I'm doing this and this and that. And, you know, she, you know, she recognized the last name. But um, she's basically saying um, – She'll be interested in having rugby in the school system. She has mm-hmm. the controlling power, you know, the, she has the, the pen power to say yes and no to sports that are in schools. And I did some further research and for it to be um, recognized as a Florida High School Association sport, you know, at least 10% of the state has to be playing. Right? Yeah. So, my idea is that each and every rugby league team in Florida can help create their own youth rugby ecosystem in the high school by reaching out to the local directors, right? And the good thing yeah. about that is that you won't have to have put up too many resources. You know what I'm saying? The school system will help you get the staff to facilitate the schools. You know, it's plenty of foreigners, Australians, um, who want to grow the game. You know, I've I, I noticed that the rugby league community is way more about growing a game of rugby than the rugby union community. 
It's great how supportive they are. It's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's a lot of guys who want to come here just because they know they see the same thing we do. They don't probably don't know where it's at like we do, but they see the same exact thing. You can easily, you know, I can easily go to Miss Miss Williams or the GM GMAC and say, "Hey, um, you know," she asks, "How are we going to staff these guys?" I say, "Get get foreigners. All you got to do is give them a visa, and they'll find their way over here." You know, I got one one yeah. coach. Pay- one one coach right now is trying to make his way over here through the school system. He teaches private yeah. school. He's going through the private school sector, but he's getting his visa through the school system. So if we can all do that, all help, all, you know, just give a help hand on the off season to, you know, our local athletic conferences, our local high school athletic conferences, they'll be willing to put it in there. Now, um, I think we have to move quick, efficiently, but quick. Yeah. You know, not just but so, efficiently because you have unions. I think that's one of those important things. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I just say you got a union knocking on the doorsteps. You know, you got Miami Sharks, MLR. You know, once yep. they have established, once they get established, then the union would be able to make another step, and that's implementing union in the, into the school system. And right. if that happens, we won't have to worry about any coal or we'll – you know, we'll just <laughs> a major step, a major step. Well, I, I, I think from your from your standpoint down there in Florida, really everywhere else, you know, we talk about, you know, you started young, four years old playing football, right? I, I keep telling people as far as, you know, football fans who want to know what rugby league is and like, listen, like rugby league is not far from American football as far as understanding the concepts of the game, you know, At tackle all. count, kicking. I, I mean, it's so close. Right. And I, and I think that this is one of those big things that when, when, when I talk to people and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, you do rugby league podcasts or you do rugby league. Oh, that's what you know, they get in scrum. They let people in the lineup and stuff. I was like, eh, no, like it, it, that's rugby. Right. So people don't quite understand it. The more that we can draw people into this is what rugby league is and showing like anybody, any American football fan that you put down and you actually have them watch a game of rugby league they get it in about five minutes rugby union a little bit more right you got a rug yeah. you got a scrum you got line outs you got you know chess. Like, what's these, why, why do they keep running what's that i say rugby league is um chess and rugby union is a little more well i'm sorry rugby league is checkers and rugby union is chess <laughs> so yeah, there's there's some chess involved. Well, that's that's a bigger conversation, but <laughs> but I think I think from that standpoint, like right, what we're trying to do here is exposure, exposure to youth level. I think that there's you know I mentioned kind of at the beginning, like Texas, there's Texas Rugby League um, that existed a long time ago. They're actually getting back together, but they're focused. They're starting not with men's teams, not with women's teams, but with youth after school organizations. And Lance, I go back to something you said, you, you know, you got to get balls and hands. Balls and hands is great, but it's not, that's not everything. You can get balls and hands and, you know, and again, I've, I've told Monty, it's great stuff that he's doing with the after school programs. Great stuff. Getting balls and hands, getting some training, but there's no formal organization of an actual league around it. There's no youth, you know, one-on-one team, seven-on-seven, nine-on-nine, five-on-five for youth rugby league doesn't exist and it needs to and that's a huge thing to share the game right because 
there's guys playing and, you know, we've talked to guys, you know, from all over the place. And I talked with, you know, um, Andrew up with the Toronto Saints. And I said, what's one of the biggest issues you've had up there? And he Clayton says, like, guys are just aging out, right? The guys are getting older, <laughs> like Billy and I. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we can't play anymore because we're you know over 40 and they don't, you know. Masters is masters, you know, masters <laughs> yeah, right, for days. Masters Give me those yellow days. shorts or whatever color shorts uh, I got to wear. Right, that I can't, that I don't get hit by or something. Um, <laughs> but right, so so that's one of those things where the youth development and and getting balls in hands, but getting the organization. Ryan, I think you've got a great thing, a great idea down there. And and what I tell people is, if you're going to go and you're going to talk to these people who are working in the school systems for an after school program, like building proposals getting things ready to go. Like here's, here's a structure of how we think it'll work. Like as far as getting the funding, like you got to have insurance to cover stuff, right? That's a big thing. Like, right. Everybody knows, like if you don't have insurance to cover your basis for working some sort of kids, youth sports, man, that's your liability, right? So know that you got to have your insurance kind of organized. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Well, won't they be able to, um, you know, won't they just be able to use the USARL? (laughs) Insurance is the USARL is the governing body of rugby league over here. Oh, that's a big that's a big question, Billy. Can you answer that, that now? What, <laughs> to my to my knowledge, as of right now, we don't have any type of portal set up for youth. But I mean, if a youth organization came and said, "Hey, we've got X Y Z proposal put together, and we want to do this," then we can make it happen. So there you Definitely. go. That's, that, that, that's, that's my challenge to. Oh, sorry, go ahead, right? <laughs> I can, you know, present that. First of all, we got to get creative with how we propose things. You know what I'm saying? And that just, that's, that comes with constantly thinking about the topic, constantly thinking about solutions, constantly having conversations like this. Because with conversations like this, five more ideas on how to do things pop in my head. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I love that, man. I, I, need to, yeah. I need to hit you up tomorrow when I'm doing work. <laughs> we'll be in, you know, what position Billy's in, you know, maybe he can present a proposal to the insurance whatever assurance we use going forward, right? Say, right. hey, you know, just, you know, proposing that we we bring you more customers for a better deal, yada, yada. So, uh, you know, Billy, yep. work your magic. You, you better than that than me. Right? <laughs> that wouldn't be up to me. I mean, all we have to do is we've told the insurance company, we say, hey, we got, uh, we need to start a youth program. Give us, yeah. give us a policy for that. And then we would turn around and give it to whatever organization had the youth program and say, this is the proposal. We, you know, we need a proposal for this so we can show, you know, what, what type of, you know, is it a, um, a not-for-profit organization? Is it, you know, what's going on? Are the coaches first state certified? Do they have, yep. you know, coaching, you know, all that type of stuff. That would have to come from the youth organization. And then if they presented that to the USARL, then, then we would just go to the insurance company and say, hey, we need to add kids policy to the insurance thing. So here's here's my challenge for every American, US, I gotta, I gotta be careful with American, every U.S.-based rugby league organization from all the way down there from South Florida, all the way up to Boston 13s, all the way out to Oregon rugby league, who has some meetings coming up here, which could be, could be big for Oregon rugby league all the way down to San Diego. Let's work on things together, right? Uh And if you want to reach out to me, let's connect people together so that we can talk about the different, different kinds of youth organizations and proposals we can build. I do, I, Make build proposals for a living. It seems like because you know when you own a marketing company, that's just what you have to do, right? So work on those proposals together. Talk about how you're going to get coaches certified, um, the plan of action, the number of schools that you could potentially get 
in kind of that organization. I think Ryan, like you've got so many schools down there and you know, so many you different youth programs. What's that? Say so many people in the GMAC <laughs> that produce yeah, these NFL right? players. Miami Northwestern, right? Booker yeah. T, Miami Central. I go on. Yeah, yeah, so many, right? So let's work on getting that. And if you want help, you want questions, reach out. Like rugby league in America is not just the podcast. We're here to help. Like we want to help grow. Like Lance will give you content and stuff that you can. He'll help promote you until the cows come home. So I know that. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. So, so yeah, guys, we're 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 coming up on on an hour of conversation. I feel like we could talk for about five. Um, and I'm and I'm not going to make this a USARL board meeting or a PCRL board meeting that takes forever. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that one in there because <laughs> I, I know how long those those meetings can go. Um, Last one wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, it's, so, it's, bad. it's only it's only five hours, right? No, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I'm I think just kidding. Like I'm just, I'm just like kidding. Walking the park compared to years past, where it'd be like a two day bang yeah. against the wall. So. But so I, I want to kind of recap with you guys. I mean, it's nice. We kind of brought it down to three, three things right now. And this is kind of our, our takeaway from, from this episode with more things to come. Right. So, so first one brought up by Mr. Fortune was content and content is social media posts. It is making sure you guys have websites that are, that are effective and people can reach out for contact information, which is big streaming of your games. Like, right. If you got questions about, you know, how to stream effectively, how to do things, you know, Billy knows this. He, he's he's very keen because, you know, it's kind of his job too. Uh, um, you know, I know this. I've done this a lot. Lance knows this because he's done it. Like, reach out to the people who can do this effectively. You know, the, the Carolina Cup match that happened. I did all the production, post-production, video graphics and everything for that stuff. Reach out. Have you got questions? We'll, show, we'll tell you how to do it properly and kind of work with you on that. My offer still stands for content for your your roster team sheets if you want that reach out we'll, we'll work something out um you can pay me in team swag how about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> as everybody knows I'm a, I'm a sucker for that right so the second one brought by billy is like consistency with events right so we're talking about like making sure that these big events these naples nines these other things that happen making sure they're happening year over year right making sure that people are going to these things that we're promoting them effectively in the community with <gasps> content what a concept, right, Lance? <laughs> what a concept. What a thought. <laughs> and then Lance, your, yours right there, man, was is kind of like the last one of these three, and that's the youth. You know, talking about the youth organizations, the youth programs, building that youth up, working with the local communities to help kind of bring the younger generation who's going to carry on the banner of after we all pass from this realm um, onto whatever we do. But you know, just kind of being a part of that so that we can then take all of these different youth programs and teams around the country so that, you know, Lance can go coach a team and wherever he wants to move to. And, you know, and, and Ryan, after he retires, is coaching the teams in the 5, 10, 15 different youth teams in Florida and South Florida that exist. Like, what a great concept that would be, you know, work with these local schools so that they can kind of be together and kind of build that youth program and those youth sports. Lance, you had a question. I saw you looking at the camera very intently. It's like you had it's such a great say. conversation, man. I'm so sad it's ending, man. We can do the five hours, man. Honey, honey, play in the microwave, please. You know we can. <laughs> what you got, Ryan? Because it's way more you can talk about, and it's something. This conversation that needs to be had. It's not even. Yeah. 
it, it just needs to be had. And um, yeah, let's, man, let's do this. I'll, you know, t- I, I tell you, I, I want to have more of this conversation. Um, and, and, it, and it will continue. And and I think what we what this is going to be part of like a bigger conversation, you know, over the course of the next couple of months on how we build rugby league a little bit more. This isn't just one year plan, one month plan. This is ten years, right? It's going to take a while and it's going to take a lot of hard work. Billy, you know, you've been around the game. Brian, you've been working to build everything down there in Florida. Like, you know, you, you know, it's tough. Like, because you got the more exposure you get, the more players you get out there. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it in the past. Like, having players is going to be important. Getting people out there, content is going to be important. Youth is going to be important because that's going to hit, be who carries that banner. So, as we continue to progress, that's going to be the most important thing. Ryan, any final it- words, man? Anything you'd like to say? I think it's important for everybody to understand and not just players to my all of America, all of the United States to understand that this is a niche. This is a market that's not fully tapped into it. And with all the creativity, knowledge, with the culture of American sports, if you just get individuals who love business or sports, they can find ways to capitalize and capitalize off of rugby league while simultaneously helping rugby league grow. There's so many people that have joined this atmosphere of rugby, you know, I'm going to say rugby because all of it is just now exploding in the United States, right? They are finding ways they can benefit you know, without having to play, right? From graphic designers to um, sports agents. um, Video editing. Video video editing, apparel. Um, This is to all the United States. Come make you some money in this sport and help them grow (laughs) this sport. You know what I mean? It's honest because the more sponsorship we get, the, the more money we circulate, you know, circle, our own economy we build. You're going to need those players, those uh, other independent players or businessmen and businesswomen to come in and provide their expertise or their passion. Nice. Billy, any any last thoughts from from you? No, I just uh, appreciate the the conversation. Like you guys said, you know, it's it's good to to have these type of open forum conversations just because it does stimulate thoughts and ideas for everybody. Uh, hopefully it uh, keeps growing and, and everybody uh, everybody keeps succeeding. Yeah. Sounds good. Lance Cavanaugh. Oh, so we're not doing this for another four hours? All right. Well, no, man. <laughs> we got to stop what? now. <laughs> we, we get, remember, Don Carboni only allows us a certain amount of hours to record oh, yeah. and, and post. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we, we um, don't want to upset and have a horse's head next to us anytime soon so <laughs> if i would say anything it's um let's let's start building these bridges instead of building trenches let's make sure that we looking out for each other because one thing about rugby league and you know any sport really is you got to have that community base and we all depend on each other if there's no one across the field from you to play you the game dies anyway so you need to be supporting those guys so that they can step on the field and you can compete and supporting those, you know, further away or wherever. Let's make sure that we build in communities 
Let's make, make sure we're working together and having these kind of conversations because it's positive awesome. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Positive conversations. Absolutely. Look what I look what I did. Positivity. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your pipe. <laughs> Oh wait, wait! Building, building bridges, not right there. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, gentlemen, build, build I, <laughs> really appreciate you know both of you joining Lance and I. Lance always appreciate you having on. Um, it, you know, obviously, a lot to do, we, long way to go, but but a lot to do. Um, Ryan Forston down there in South Florida doing great things with the South Florida Speed. Greatly appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Can't wait. Let's let's continue this conversation. Um, as you mentioned, let's continue it rugbyleagueinamerica.net is our website. I'll set up a forum tomorrow and we'll have a conversation. We can start it there. I'll put it in there as a forum conversation starter and then uh, we can kind of go from there. We'll post it on uh, post it on all the socials and stuff too. So let's, ha- let's continue this conversation on there. Billy Nelson, appreciate it, you man. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, always yeah. a pleasure. I mean, obviously, you know, good luck with the mayhem this year. Ryan, good luck with the South Florida Speed this year. Looking forward to seeing USARL. Which one of those two teams could be the USARL South champion and and take on uh, and take on the P- PCRL champion in the in the battle East versus West? Well, that'll be exciting. So, um, yeah, good stuff, Lance, my man. Good to good to sit down and talk rugby league with you once again. Always a pleasure. Good Definitely. stuff. Thank you, Dustin. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be back. We'll be back we'll, sooner we'll, than we'll, you think. We'll, we'll be back. Won't be, we won't take as long. For everybody that's listening, we really appreciate you tuning in uh, to this episode. The next episode of Intimate Sessions, as I mentioned on the News of the Week, which is our now weekly um, kind of recap of all the five biggest news stories in rugby league. You heard it last week first. The ATL Rhinos are back in the USARL. We're going to have Nick Newland. The CEO and the CEO owner of I don't know what his title is with it, but um, owner. you know, owner. Yeah, I guess it, yeah. I guess he is CEO yeah. too. So he's, <laughs> yeah. um, but he's going to be on intimate sessions. We're going to sit down and talk with him. Got some other great episodes. Going to sit down with Pablo with the Argentinian rugby league coming up here as well. Look out, USA, because Argentina now has their teams getting ready to come up for the America's Championship, too. So uh, we'll see what happens with those guys down there in South America. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Podcast RLA, or on Instagram, it's RLA Podcast. For Ryan Forston from South Florida Speed, Billy over there in Tampa, and Lance Cavanaugh with Great American Rugby, my name is Dustin Zare, and this has been Rugby League in America. <laughs> <laughs>